Metunetter, Volume 2, Anuk Ausar, The Kemetic Initiation System. Chapter 9, Outline and Principles of the Initiation System of Kemet, beginning on page 188. The Stage of Spiritual Mastery. The seventh level of initiation, through the performance of rituals with the divine intelligence governing death, the initiate dies to the things of the world that he may be born to the powers of heaven. Life on earth is no more than a preparation for living as a spiritual being. At some point, we must reorient our perspective in life. The initiate here trades moral, mortal life for immortality, human talents for spiritual power, in other words, there can be no mastery of spiritual power for those who are still in any way controlled by earthly existence. At this point, the initiate becomes a vessel through which the Supreme Being can bring out changes in mankind. Tahuti, the eighth level of initiation. Here, the initiate becomes a living oracle. This is to say, a man of wisdom. Her knowledge comes not from earthly experience, but directly from God, the indwelling divine intelligence. At this point, the initiate becomes a vessel through which the Supreme Being can give instructions to mankind. Ausar and Amen, the ninth and tenth levels of initiation. While Ausar is the actual experiencing of oneself as the one self dwelling in all things, Amen is the transcendence of all objective experience. It is a return of consciousness to the subjective realm as the one of self-dwelling in all things. The Ausar man can directly influence the behavior of men in the same manner and the individual wills his voluntary faculties to act. The following is a schematic of how 10 casual factors zero above the tree to the ninth sphere work together to affect proper behavior. Chapter 10, The Physical Observances for Initiation. There can be no success in initiation without proper care of the life force. Attention must be given to its replenishment, conservation, free flow, and equilibrium of its modalities and phases. The life force has four modes of expression and phrases that have been described in the spiritual literature through the metaphors of the four elements, fire, earth, water, and air. See the preceding diagram. The life force is subject to a cyclical alternation of phases in which it heats and dries the body at one extreme and cools and moistures the body at the other. In between these are cold and dry and hot and moist phases. Excess or deficiency in the generation of any of these modalities results in illness and psychological problems. The equilibrium of the four modalities of life of the life force is achieved First of all, through living in harmony with its cycle as shown in the above diagram. It is the comedic model for thinking cosmologically about physical 
phenomena. The background material for the full understanding of this material has already been dealt with in Volume 1. Thus, one will confine myself here to the directions for living. Sunrise to 3 p.m. Main objectives. Rising the fire to its optimum and taking advantage of it by scheduling those tasks that require great effort of will, courage, and ambition. This is the point where the body's heat is beginning to rise above its medium point and its moisture will still supportive of heavy bodily exertion. Although other factors coincide to enable the body to reach its peak exertion towards the late afternoon, this is the best time, taking the whole into consideration for aerobic exertion. The heat generated besides aiding the body to meet its physiological demands provide the brain with the fire to carry out our will, especially in the areas of enterprise, behavioral change, difficult decisions, self-employment, dealing with difficulties, and so on. Breakfast must begin with a protein and followed by a complex carbohydrate. Never make the first thing you eat a concentrated sweet or consume more than the equivalent of a teaspoon of or two of sugar. Sweets have an attribute of calming down the brain, which is not in harmony with the psychological trend of this time of day. Also keep fats as low as they slow down digestion and make you sluggish. If you are a coffee drinker, this is the best time after all has been eaten. Limit yourself to no more than a cup or less per day. The importance of caffeine judicially used is widely recognized throughout Africa. Before very important transactions, people are in the habit of chewing the cola nut out of the appreciation for soberness and increased wakefulness. For the same reason, avoid sleeping during this period of the day. Besides aerobic exercises, this time of day is best for such yogic breathing exercises as alternate nostril breathing, bellow breathing, and dumo breathing. The best time for eating dinner is between 1 and 3 p.m. The accumulated heat of the body lends good support to the digestive process. It is important to arrange your menus so that 60% of your calories come from complex carbohydrates, 20 from protein, 10 from fat, and 10 from salad vegetables. It is best to avoid animal products Besides having an adverse effect on your health, animal protein and fat are the greatest dietary sources of cancer, heart disease, and rheumatoid illness. You will not be able to fulfill the requirements of the ma'at stage of initiation. Meat eating by humans betray a lack of understanding of the interrelationship and interdependence between the makeup of human digestive system and the food intended for it. We, we're, were we meat eaters, we could eat raw without worrying about infections. We would relish the sight, taste, and smell of raw blood. At the sight of a bleeding animal, we would salivate and succumb to hunger pains. The fact that we have to tenderize meat 
through cooking and other means slows shows that our teeth were not made for meat. We couldn't we wouldn't have to add onion, garlic, peppers, tomatoes, basils, oregano and do all kinds of things to meat to make it taste like a vegetable. 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. Main objectives. Take advantage of the drying and cooling of the body by scheduling those tasks that require the input from the intellect. The period of 3 to 6 p.m. is the time to engage in lower intellect activities. From 6 to 9 p.m., the energy of the body is best suited for the pursuit of the higher mental activities, analysis, synthesis, and intuitive inquiries. If needed, a light supper may be taken around 6 p.m. Again, go slow on the sweets and the fat. Note that this is the time most people, because of the economic schedule of the contemporary world, do their heaviest exercising. Exercising so late is disrupting to their health as it rises the body's temperature and the activity of the thyroid when they are naturally scheduled to go down. The latter will interfere with the depth of sleep and its functions. 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. Many objectives, or main objectives. Taking advantage of the remoistening and cooling of the body by scheduling meditational activities at this time. As the body cools and regains its moisture, our psychic receptivity increases. The initiate should meditate about 9 p.m. for an hour to 90 minutes, retire to bed around 10.30, and wake up at 3. For another meditation session for about 15 to 30 minutes, if this can be accomplished without problems and falling back to sleep, after that she he would return to sleep. In this manner, the subject of meditation will be vigorously worked on during sleep by the subconscious. It will also affect the content of your dreams and increase the ease of their interpretation. The relationship between what is dream dreamed and the meditation will always be clear. To facilitate meditation, the yoga stretching postures should be practiced before meditating. By stretching the body, they release tension and enhance the meditation process. The body's heat and moisture cycle tends to follow that of which, that of the earth, which heats up and dries out with the rising of the sun and reverses with the setting. People who sleep by day and work by night work against the natural rhythm of the planet. That is why night workers suffer a high in incidence of illness, accidents, commit more mistakes, and so on. These facts argue strongly against the belief that some people are, by nature, night owls. We should not be surprised to find that many people have their bodily cycles and functions perverted by the host of ills from modern living. Other health principles must also be observed. We must exercise, moderation in eating, fasting, sex, work, and so on. We must get an average of seven hours of sleep. Sleep and sexual activities have the strongest impact on the nervous energy, which is the grosset manifestation of, psychic, of the psychic force. Drugs of all type, tobacco, alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, and others must be avoided. It is highly recommended that the initiate become fully 
conversant with the subject of health and healing. I have included a list of recommended books in Appendices D and E. Chapter 11, The Outset Stage of Initiation. Lying the Foundation for Spiritual Development. In the Canaanite Kabbalistic tradition, historically credited to the Hebrews who inherited their culture, language, and sciences, the ninth sphere is called Yasad, which means a foundation. The idea was derived from the Kemetic Kabbalistical or holistic logical system, which associated this sphere with Auset, whose hieroglyphic symbol is set or throne, seat or throne. It is here that we establish the seat, throne, or foundation of the work of initiation. The objective of this step is to transfer the identity away from the person to the indwelling divinity. As long as the individual identifies with his person, we cannot meet all possible demands from life. Every personality is made up of a set of abilities and limitations. We must ask the question, who said that an individual must identify with the complex of habitual, automatic, mental, and emotional responses associated with his being. Over the ages, people have discovered over and over again that the identification with the part of our being that is the embodiment of knowledge and ability to run all of the subconscious vegetative functions responsible for the operation of our physical, mental, and emotional body has enabled people to transcend the limitations of their personas as well as to manifest abilities not shared by the majority of people. It must be clear that God dwells in our spirits and only God can accomplish the great feats we must manifest if we are put if we are to put the world in order before we can affect this change in our lives, the transference of our identity to God, we must put an end to our wrongdoings. In the initiation program, the reason we give ourselves for not doing wrong is different than the usual. Without belittling the common reasons for not doing wrong, let's say because it is it will hurt someone or land us in trouble and so on, we must reject them. The reason that counts here is that every wrong we indulge in is a revelation that the divinity within our spirit is not in control of our lives. But putting an end to our wrongdoing is easier said than done. As we all know too well, unfortunately, it is unknown to most people in the world that there has been a science in place for thousands of years that allows for the systematic accomplishment of the task. This is the initiation system or Alsurian religion of Kemet. The first step towards this goal is the cultivation of the ability to experience genuine remorse for indulging in these wrong things. We say cultivation because as you will discover the majority of the things you must consider to be wrong, you normally don't, let alone agonize over indulging such behavior. But this is where trance comes in. Whatever you experience in a state of trance is treated as reality by the spirit. If you take into trance often enough, at least daily for 21 days, the experience of remorse over committing certain acts, your spirit will conclude that this is your habitual response to the act. In other words, you would have cultivated a desire emotional response at will. And thus, it 
and this is what distinguishes the initiate from the rest of the population. He is the type of individual that decides what responses mental, emotional, and spiritual. His spirit will give and programs it while the uninitiated goes along with the way he finds himself conditioned or struggles hit and miss with haphazard efforts of changing his behavior. The work to be done is simple. You are to make up a list of all your wrongdoings along with the situations and scenarios in which they occur. These include all emotionally and sensually dictated behavior, negative thinking, and so on. You must include every emotion and sensual behavior that controls and dictates your behavior, even if it's not considered negative. You may not consider negative, for example, your, your inability to stop yourself from crying when you are criticized or given into feelings of depression when you experience a setback. Or you may not consider negative your craving for affection and sensual pleasures. These emotional and sensual manifestations are not in themselves negative, but the fact that they control and dictate your behavior is what would make the situation negative. What is wrong is your lack of control over the manifestations of your spirit. Even though your behavior does not pose a threat to you, to you or others, so you make sure that you include these types of behaviors as well. You must also make a careful study of the chapter dealing with the divine social order and the kingdom of set and include your scenarios as behavior to be overcome any Satan or Shahu behavior in the areas of religion, education, government, health, economics, etc. that you manifest. You will take these into trance while meditating on certain words of power and act out your remorse. You will come to see that for each sphere of the tree of life you have set of wrongdoings which must be eliminated. Viewed from another perspective, it is important to realize that unless you use the tree as your guide for thinking about your makeup, you <clears throat> you mo would most likely not recognize <clears throat> all of the things you must address in your life. Any overlooked fault will be your undoing. Every aspect of your life must be purified. Be sure to include all areas of your life, family, career, relationships, job, education, friendship, business, hobby, libertarian struggle, special projects, child rearing, objectives, etc. Included in the list of areas to be worked on are areas of indulgence and the negative emotions left over from some deep past emotionally traumatic experience. You may have been raped, abused, as a child, jilted in marriage, and so on. Because the victim is blameless in these situations, there is a tendency to justify wallowing in the emotional pain and grief that is left. We must ultimately realize that it is your identification with your person, the limited and emotionally defined part of being that is the root of your pain and inability to transcend. The same goes for efforts to overcome and rehabilitate from drug addiction, criminal behavior, and other behaviors that deviate from the natural order. Clinical psychologists should put themselves through the initiation program presented in this book to learn how to apply to their cases. They will discover that the fundamental cause of failure or partial success 
and their efforts come from the patient's identification of themselves as emotional beings. And here ends the reading on page 200.